Welcome, friends, to Comics Exchange, your friendly neighborhood podcast. I will be your host, Mike D. We have the outstanding Ryan Shipley. You're going to, like, if we get to, like, episode 10 or 11, you're going to have to buy a thesaurus. It's true. It's, yes. it's in the works. But uh, again, you are too nice. No, well. And, of course, the king of the Comics Exchange, oh, yeah. Lord Bill Langford. See there? Uh, king outrules uh, outstanding. Is that on the business title? On my next business cards, it definitely will be. Yeah. Yeah, embossed. You'll have to come up with some ideas for me. Okay. I'll just do a Photoshop of you as uh, as King King Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this will be our semi Halloween episode. We were gonna uh, we we're gonna record an official one with a friend, Chris Bell. My laptop decided to die. Then he couldn't be here for this one. So this was we're gonna touch on some Halloween stuff. It'll be a little bit of a mix. Uh, it is perfect though for this being a Halloween episode, being episode six, our episode six six six. Spooky. Yes, spooky. Little satanic. Some numerology from Ryan. Chains clanking, uh, cobwebs, uh, lightning and thunder, ghost sounds. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. So um, the laptop thing, it was kind of funny because um, it seems like every time we get postponed from um, recording, as you're going to find out later in this episode, huge news breaks. Oh, like huge. 20 minutes after we have to like reschedule. And again, that happened. Um, did you get a good new laptop? I did. It's pretty much a redo of the original one. It's a little newer, a little faster, but um, I'm comfortable with it. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's always a pain. We have to buy something you're not excited about. You gotta, you gotta drop that bill for it. But uh, you yeah, know, every I needed now, it. Every yeah. now and then, you have to get four new tires. No, precisely. Nobody likes to buy the tires. No, but, yeah, no. it's not like the old stuff that lasts forever. Like um, in the old shop, mm-hmm. that refrigerator was there when you opened the shop, right? Or close to. Somebody given it to me when uh, I was at my old spot when I first opened. Yeah. And uh, said it was on its last legs. Said, "Here you go. You're gonna have it." Here's my friend Rick Beckley. And uh, it was that 1970s, oh, yeah, yeah, it was that 1970s, that kind of green, avocado green color that was a very popular color in every kitchen in yeah. the 70s. Yeah. And uh, and when they ended up tearing that building down 25 years later, that thing was still working. I never had it serviced <laughs> one time. No, never. Yeah, it was a shout out to Westinghouse. Wow. Uh, 19- <laughs> 1970s Westinghouse. Yeah. They had it going on. But yeah, and I'll be honest with you, if I could have, uh, if that thing would have fit out the door, I would have taken it with me. But it was so big um, that we ended up, when they tore the building down, we just left it there and gave it like a Viking burial. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Hey, you got a nice one now, but it's not like, uh, it's, it's no, not like that one. It's not the same. No, it's just like I'll buy flat TVs, right? Like, a, you know, 50, 60 inch, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing will last maybe five or six years before you have to get a new one. Mm-hmm. But I remember my grandmother still had one of those giant bulky television with the three knobs. That had to be from like the 60s or early 70s. That would still work. Yeah, it could still pick up some channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the new stuff—it's called planned obsolescence, and they want to sell you something every five or ten years, so they they build it to where it has a defect in it, like and pops up in five years, and you're forced to buy a new. You know, otherwise, yeah, I would still be rocking that refrigerator. You know, so these new refrigerators—I'm expecting this one to the coil to to go out like in you know a year or two. So. I'd say in the new store though that refrigerator would really stand up and stand out and look really silly. <laughs> yeah, it would. But you know, loyalty means a lot to me, so I, I would still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like you were saying, uh, Halloween was yesterday as of our recording. Mm-hmm. Um, over the weekend, you had we had a big Halloween sale, didn't we? Yeah, there was an event where, and it's usually an annual event called Halloween Comic Fest. 
And every year, uh, the publishers will send us these little books to pass out. And most of it's kind of, you know, it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown or um, Spider-Man versus uh, Pumpkinhead, kind of a, (laughs) you know. But um, the cool thing is, is that when kids come into trick-or-treat, you know, we pass out candy and comics. So, you know, we get them uh, hooked on sugar and literature (laughs) at the same time. But no, it was, uh, we had a good sale and a lot of people turned out. There were a lot of cool costumes. Yeah, Adam um, Sims. Uh, I saw I saw the one of him as uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was one of the cool. better. Yeah, and uh, and I think his whole family showed up in costume, which they is did. always yeah. I, which is cool to see when the family participates. Yeah, that always is cool. Now, uh, the the candy thing is very interesting to me because I I didn't I, I didn't make it in for the for the special event. I came in today Tuesday, and the only thing left in the <laughs> in the, that's right. in the bump, pumpkin uh, were those little like round candies. I don't the, know what uh, they were called. They were gobstoppers. They were okay, cop stoppers and lemon heads. Lemon heads. So at first, I accused you of just picking the worst candy possible. Yeah, yeah, but... you, you were upset because you thought I bought nothing but cop stoppers and lemon heads. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're I... transitioning to an old man, really. <laughs> it's all hard candy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I explained to you that I bought it was a variety bag, right? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. what they do is they have these uh, 150, 180, 200 piece bags, and to get rid of the lemon heads and to get rid of the cop stoppers. And the sixlets or whatever they have, the, yeah. now they put them in there with the good candy. So you'll have Starburst, you'll have Skittles, you'll have you know a, a, a Snickers bar. Yep. But then you also got there's the almond joy. They stick those in there where they know nobody's gonna buy no them. No one's gonna get them. Just but like if, the cereal boxes, like you would always have like your Frosted Flakes, your Fruit Loops, your Lucky Charms, and Special K would be stinking at the end of the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that uh. Um, when I was a kid, there were those variety boxes of cereal. Yeah. And my mom, she would, uh, she she wouldn't buy me a box of like the name brand cereal. She always bought the off-brand cereal. Of course. So instead of Fruit Loops, she would buy like Fruityos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she would tell me, she's like, "Listen, you can have a box of Fruit Loops if you eat this whole bag of Fruityos." And the, the generic came in like a giant ten-pound bag. It was like the size, you know, <laughs> yeah. like packing peanuts. It was yeah. huge. Yeah. And um, and so sometimes I would sneak some in the garbage, and sometimes you know I would uh, <laughs> I'd force myself to eat two bowls. But eventually I'd get through the whole the whole bag. And when she would buy me a box of Fruit Loops, it would be the smallest, the t- like not the variety size box, but like the eight ounce box, the yeah, tiniest yeah, yeah. box. Yep. You know, and I had to eat five pounds of packing peanuts to get this, you know. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so I, I I was always upset by, and as a kid, you obviously picked your cereal based on which one had the best toy included. Yes. Um, that for me, that was a huge factor. Oh, it was devastating as a kid because my, my dad was in the military. So he was uh, overseas in Germany, right? So we were on, uh, I think it was WIC. It was called WIC. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would go there and WIC would only allow you to get um, Cheerios, Rice Krispies, or King Vitamin. And I remember seeing all the awesome C-3PO's, uh, the Mr. T cereal, and we got stuck with one with a drunk dude that they stuck a crown on his head and called him <laughs> King Vitamin. And I was so angry about King Vitamin. Yeah, that sounds completely made up. That's No, nuts. but King Vitamin is real. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's, yeah. it's, it's a terrible marketing. <laughs> Whoever decided to name that is a, a yeah. kid's cereal. And at the time, it was just like some model they drug in, I think, off the street and said, you're our King Vitamin. Uh, Gave yeah. him a scepter and a crown. Um, but yeah, no, uh, but I do think it is true. I think some of those um, candies, they're only made to be in those things. Like they have just like yeah. giant, 
surplus that's probably been there since the 1970s. Right. Yeah. Well, now, Bill says uh, every book is somebody's favorite book, so that could apply to the candy, too. Now, somebody likes that Almond Joy. Somebody does. There's somebody out there right now listening to this, screaming at us because like, <laughs> we're dissing <laughs> lemon heads. Right. They're probably getting ready to snap off a nasty email to us about the... Uh, this and this, the lemon heads and the, the gobstoppers. Lemon heads are awesome. All right, well, let's flip the script. Does anybody have a favorite candy bar? Oh, yeah. Uh, Twix or Kit Kat? Twix or Kit Kat. Well, hang on a second. All right, I'll go while you're thinking. Uh, Reese's, Reese's and Twix. I'm going to well, go with those. Okay. I'm going to argue that Twix isn't a candy bar, dude. Oh, what whoa. the? Whoa, this whoa. is controversial. No, 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 no. Wow, this is controversial. That he mean, Are yeah. we shock jocks now? No, no, no. <laughs> because it's a uh, it's a chocolate-covered cookie, right? That's not a bar. That's not a candy bar. Well, it's the shape is a bar, I guess. The shape is a bar. Is that, bar, an, is that, that is an official shape? Mm. So are you saying then Kit Kat's not a candy bar? Either? No, Kit Kat's a candy bar. Kit Kat's four candy bars put into one, right? <laughs> I'll tell you right it's now. four bars. You, yeah, if you see somebody and they just chomp into the middle of a Kit Kat, yeah. you're probably going to see a Netflix documentary <laughs> about them in a couple of years by Ryan Murphy. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, no, Twi- Twix. And I heard also somebody told me, you know, they do the whole gimmick left and right with the Twix now. Yep, yep. There is actually a little difference in the chocolate on the left and the right. Oh, well, that's a rumor. That's not yeah. real. Oh, you don't think it's real? Oh, could, could, it can be, can it? Why would they do that? They're trying to get you to buy two Twix, Ron. I'll buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All right, so, so yeah, yeah. So, well, so if I'm staying in the candy bar family, um, Kit Kat is probably one of my favorites. Um, I would probably say, I mean, is a uh, is a peppermint patty a candy bar? Why, if you're gonna if you're gonna say Twix, <laughs> you can't then say peppermint. It's shaped like a disc, dude. That's like not candy. Shaped... That's not a bar. It's a candy disc. So, a coin. A candy uh, coin. I'm gonna say the. Uh, can I say a take five? Say a yeah, take five. I'm going to say a take five. That's a fancy well, cause it, bar. Yeah, it's, it's one of the only ones that has pretzel in it. And no, you don't see that true. much. I'm sticking up for the pretzel. By the way, best yeah. M&M is the pretzel M&M. Mm, uh, pretty I'm going to stick with peanut. See, I can't say peanut because that would probably kill me Ooh. or hurt me. Mm, okay, I'm fair. allergic. Fair enough. Um, all right, so what is, if you when you were going trick-or-treating when you were a kid, mm. what was your least favorite candy to get? The, uh, nectarine. Is that a candy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's you BS. Had, you always had that one lady who would drop a Tangelo it's in like, your bag, stop dude. Stop ruining our childhood. You know what I'm talking about. The yes. lady with the apple. And yes. um, it was either that or the uh, the crazy woman who uh, made her own popcorn balls that was in yes. the aluminum foil. <laughs> yes. And here's the thing. People at home are probably listening going, wait, your parents actually let you eat those chuck, those popcorn balls? It's like, it was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Um we ate whatever we got. No, no. At the time, you were grateful to get it. Um, you had the, sometimes you'd get the dude that would give you like a couple walnuts or something. And, yeah. and you didn't have a way to open them. You're like, no. dude, I don't even have a, like a nutcracker at home. <laughs> You're a kid. Your dreams are not walnuts. Yeah. It was, so, I, I mean, these kids today that, for instance, my daughters, they'll get upset when they, um, they don't get upset. But they're they're happier when they go to a place that gives them the full size candy bars, and you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go to those rich homes and they've got like mm-hmm. a giant size, you've got the full size. Yep. And um, and so they get upset when it's the fun size. I'm like, listen, at least it's fun size candy. It's not fun size fruit. Let me ask you a or question. Or fun size vegetable. You Is know, it really fun size? Well, because you want more. That's not fun. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess they're trying to convince you that it's fun by marketing it as fun. Yeah, you know, it's like, not fun. No, no, they're just giving you less candy and a more wrapper, right? You just got to open the wrapper. My worst ones, and I don't know what they were they're called, but they either come in like black or orange wrapping. It was kind of like a toffee thing. Were they called Mary Janes? I think they may have been called Mary Janes. Those yeah. were. That's a different only, thing. That's a different thing. Is Whatever it? these things are, you <laughs> only see them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, if it was Mary Jane, you think I would like it. Um, <laughs> It, it was, was no. It was they, they. They would stick to your teeth. Yes. 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 They tasted slightly of peanut butter. Slightly peanut butter. Uh, I'm looking up. They were called peanut butter kisses. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Those and were, this is what they, were, they looked like. Oh, yep. Those yeah. were gross. They were super, super generic. gross. Just the generic. They only they can't. They're they basically must be like a Toys R Us where ninety percent of their money is made at Christmas time. Mm. Theirs has to be made at Halloween. They yeah. probably only appear at Halloween. Like kitty corn. Like candy corn. And then it disappears yeah. into the night yeah. to be replaced by Mariah Carey. Um, <laughs> what about you, Mike? You know what? Uh, Butterfingers always bothered me. I don't like mm. the way they get like compacted in my mm. teeth. That yep. just, just on that alone, that just is what's going to do it for me because it's just a terrible feeling. I don't like it. Right. Yep. Get out of here, Butterfinger. <laughs> oh, I heard also that uh, I have a friend, biggest Butterfinger fan you'll ever meet. Oh. It'd be weird to meet a peer person whose whole thing is I'm a big Butterfinger fan. Um <laughs> But I guess they changed the recipe a couple of years ago, Uh-oh. and it's supposed to be a lot. It's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be a bad uh, recipe change. Mm. Is it chunky a candy bar? No, it's not. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a chunky. I think maybe they changed the chocolate. Okay. But well. American chocolate is weird compared to, like, European chocolate is, is much superior. And I hate to say that because, you know, I'm as American as, like, Paul Kogan and Lee Greenwood, but um, European chocolate and overseas chocolate is supposed to be better. Like I think they they use a different kind of mixture of the cocoa. <laughs> that, sound, that sounded good as I said it. Like a chocolate expert. Yeah. No, it's a cocoa. It's a cocoa. <laughs> now, uh, Mike, you uh, you and uh, our our uh, friend of the show, Jamie, um, mm-hmm. had some pretty cool uh, Halloween costume this year. Oh, thanks. We always have a good time. She uh, just has a knack for just finding what she needs for costumes. It's amazing what she's thrown together. And uh, yeah, we went with the Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Uh, went Rings of Power specifically, I should say. Uh, she was Nori Harfoot and did a great job mm-hmm. of it. It's so convincing. And I went with the Stranger. But uh, we were giving away candy to the kids on my porch, so so I didn't just look like a homeless meth head. I, I got a wizard hat and a staff. He doesn't have those in the show, but if I didn't, there would have been some trouble, I think, from the other parents when he's wandering out in a bathrobe. Hey, you want some candy? It's full size if you get my drift. <laughs> um... How many did you get? A lot of kids. Uh, we got uh, four groups, smaller. Um, okay. Apparently, there's a, a big to-do neighborhood down the street. Nice. Uh, yeah. I stepped out for a second, and there were cars lined up for miles down the road. So, wow. apparently, that's the hot spot around the area. So, I, I noticed one thing that's changed since we were kids is that I see a lot more people with the like trunk or treat. Yeah, yeah. Trunk or treat yeah. is huge. Now. Are huge now, and I, I get it because you're hitting you know a hundred trunks and. Yep. No, I don't, what is that? I don't even remember what Trunk or Treat is. It's been so long. What is that exactly? So it's where they set up in a parking lot, and everybody kind of designs their car. Sometimes they'll have Very it cool themed too. out. Oh. Yeah, and uh, they're their minivan. Yeah. And um, and you kind of walk by, and you'll, you'll pick up candy from the car. But it's it's kind of a safe way, a safer way for kids to, to trick or treat where they're not out in the road. 
Well, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound safer off the top. <laughs> Does it teach kids <laughs> that, that vans, they can always get candy from vans? <laughs> that does not seem like a safe idea. I don't know if you, you don't get in the van. I mean, <laughs> I think you just you walk by the van and they have a little bowl of candy yeah. out there. And, uh, you might be uh, doing it wrong. <laughs> or I'm doing it right. Um, but... Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's like it's uh, in nowadays it's trunk or treats are like big subdivisions. Yes, right, right. Yeah, and so I grew up in more of a rural area, and so when my mom would let me out for Halloween, let me out. <laughs> she would, like I'm a prisoner. She unchained you. She would, uh, when she would allow me out of the house for Halloween, because it was one of the nights when she would let me go out of the house at night by myself, and um, it would I would it would take me an hour to hit ten houses, fifteen yeah. houses, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'd come back after three hours, you know, with maybe a, a quarter of a bag full of candy, and uh, you know I'd be tired. Mm-hmm. And so now I think these kids they have the right idea where they hook up these trunk or treats in like the church parking lot or the school parking lot, and they're done in under an hour, and they've got an entire candy aisle full of candy that but they're taking home. You the know, brilliant part too is trunk or treats are usually not on actual Halloween proper; they're usually yes, like a couple of days right. or mm, weeks beforehand. Yeah. So if you're mm. Uh, a smart child, right. you convince your parents to go to two or three trunk so or treats. So by the time Halloween comes around, my kids have already trick-or-treated four times. Yeah. You know, now, they've already hit up four trick-or-treats. Is it weird? Like, I know you, uh, one of your daughters uh, didn't do the trick-or-treat this year. Is it weird to see that tradition slowly dying with your kids? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of odd in the sense that you... You want to make memories because you know there's only so many Halloweens you're going to get to spend with them until they start going to a high school party. Yeah. Or, you know, they start hanging out at the uh, the local bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll just, I'll, I'll be worst case scenario. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. or, you know, they're, they're hanging out at the dorm room studying for the history exam. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, in that sense, I, I, I am going to miss that. But I'm hoping that, you know, it gets to a point to where when she has kids and I'm able to tag along and, we kind of reignited at that point, but, uh, but you know, my eleven-year-old, she was she was down to, to to get candy. So, what'd she dress up this year? So she went as kind of like a um, a sixties hippie girl. Okay, cool. She did like the bell-bottom pants and the cool. uh, the heart-shaped glasses and. Um, I'm so thankful they're doing the sixties because it makes you slowly start to die inside when kids schools do spirit weeks and it's the 90s yeah <laughs> you're like no classic rock and it's nirvana yeah 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 that <laughs> that hurts a little bit inside we had a, a customer in a day um who was talking about the first book he read was an uh, x-men in 2001 when he was six and i wow and i almost said you have to leave the store now <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, no, uh, I love Halloween. I thought no. it was a great Halloween this year. Did um did you, either of you get a chance to watch any uh any horror movies, any yeah. spooky spooky uh, movies? Um, I uh, we decided to check out Terrifier. There's been a lot of uh, hubbub about that one with the sequel coming out. I've seen a lot of people posting about it. I thought Art the Clown looked kind of creepy, even the way his teeth looked and all that. So I thought mm-hmm. we'd give it a shot. It was about an hour and a half, so it wasn't a big commitment. It, mm-hmm. it was okay. All right. It was. I knew it was going to be indie, but it's really indie. Oh. It's, it's pretty low budget, uh, you know. But I, I appreciate that in the way they only had the budget they had, and uh, I don't. I don't regret watching it. It was okay. No, sometimes the best horror movies are low budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre was is a great example. Oh god, that one felt so. That was way before like reality TV or anything. And right. When I was younger, that one always messed with me because it seemed so real the way it was filmed. I was like, yeah. oh my god. And they set it up as this is based on a true story. Oh, right, it, was, right. yeah. it was almost a little like kind of Blair Witchy. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You felt like you are watching found footage kind of. Man, there's one that I think we all fell for, Blair Witch Project. Oh, I mean, wow, I knew yep, it was yep. fake, but the night before it, it premiered in theaters, a Sci-Fi did a 
Fuck, fuck, fuck him, fucks. Hey, easy. Say fomentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fomentary. Yeah, fomentary. Make sure you edit that to get it perfect on the first try. <laughs> oh, I'm um, leaving that. But of like uh, the story of the Blair Witch, so that they did really cool viral marketing before that came out. That's so true. remind me when that movie came out. The internet was out, right? The internet had been out for a couple of years, but so people weren't spoiling the movie, or is that what it was? Or kind of were people kind of people that I'm sure that were, but uh, I think there was still that innocence of the internet at that point because it was like ninety eight, okay. ninety nine. Yeah, nobody yeah. was trolling on that level yet, right? No, it was still nice to where you go, oh, I can do the you've got mail as Homer Simpson. People were delighted to watch <laughs> the, yeah. the baby dancing around. This baby was so cute. Yeah, people were trying their best to save Touched by an Angel. You know, it, was like, it was a more innocent time of the internet. Oh, um, was... But no, uh, so no, not the sequel, Terrifier. You watched the no, first yeah, one. Just the first one. I liked enough to check out the second one. I think Art the Clown really kind of saved the way he moves and his acting. Mm. It was cool enough to kind of make me want to see more of the characters. What so. is it you think about clowns that terrifies people? I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's never really messed with me that much. I just mm. thought he was kind of cool. But yeah, okay. clowns will definitely freak some people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of odd that that's kind of become a symbol of horror. I think it's because horror. it's like mm, mm, one right. of the things that you're most scared of when you're a little kid. And maybe it transitions to when you're older. Okay. So you think you're from from infancy? You're you're afraid of clowns. Do we have any psych majors out in the audience <laughs> that might have come on the podcast? Um, I'm I, not sure. I think a part of it is maybe that clowns think they look funny or whimsical, but oftentimes they just do not in any way. They look like creepy, saddle alcoholic people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And they're at the circus, and it's just not what they're getting across to the kids. They think they are, so that could be part of it, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess maybe also Hollywood started using them more as terrifying, like after John Wayne Gacy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw, it's one I watch now almost every year, uh, Trick or Treat. Ah. Um, It's an anthology series. It's like 2007. There's now talk that they're going to do a sequel. The weirdest thing is the guy who wrote and directed it Mm -hmm. shares the name of our mic here. Oh, yeah. I've done oh, all sorts yeah. of stuff. I did X-Men 2. He did great. Yeah, um, but Trick or Treat and the autopsy of Jane Doe, going in that as like um, knowing as little as possible. Mm-hmm. And one I really dug recently that just came on HBO Max is called Barbarian. Oh, I've heard a lot um, about that. Oh, yeah. Fun, uh, fun horror film. Uh, definitely go into that one knowing as little as possible. Uh, what about oh. you, Bill? Well... Um, so Elizabeth's gotten into horror films, my oldest daughter. Yeah. And so we went to go see Smile in the theater. What'd you think? And, uh, so we liked it. I mean, it, it was pretty predictable. Not to, not to insult the film. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a good, it was a well-made film. But, um, if you've seen horror films before the genre, if you're familiar with the genre, you could kind of tell how it was going to play out. Yeah. But the, um... The acting was good. The lead actress was was she was really good. And you know she's um, a one degree separation from Kevin Bacon. How so? She's her daughter. She's his, uh his daughter. Kevin yeah, yeah. Kevin Bacon <laughs> yeah. and Kyra Sedwick. Kira, yeah, Kira. Kira Sedwick. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's her daughter Susie Bacon. Susie Bacon. I saw that. <laughs> that's, a great, saw, that's a great name. No, I saw that name in the credits. I'm like I have to check this out. That's Just so, to see. Yeah yeah and yeah it, yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, I'm at to look for the family resemblance now. Yeah. But no, she uh. She liked it, and she she's kind of become like a uh, an aficionado, like a horror movie aficionado. Really? Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. And um, and Coraline, my youngest, she's kind of now starting to kind of dip her toe in the pool. Okay. And she's always kind of been more into these movies where like these people are left in the ocean, and there's a shark about to, you know, about yep. to eat them, and there's kind of suspense. Yeah. 
But here lately, um, like last night, she was looking for, to watch movies about exorcism. <laughs> and, uh, so it's turned kind of dark. So I was trying to find lighthearted exorcism movies yes, on Apple there's so, TV. There's so many of them. You know, just ones um, where it seemed like they were a little more jovial. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Kevin Bacon, did anybody get to see the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special trailer? I actually have um, not seen the trailer What yet. are you talking about? I know, right? I'm crazy. I, I got this new thing now where I'm trying... Like, I'm not watching any God of War trailers right now. And I guess I'm not seeing the Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Good, good for you, Ron. Um, yeah, I good, support it. Yeah, I yeah. support it. How is it? Is it like animation or is it the actual actors? Did you see it? No, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I, my I, word. No, I'm no, no. spoiling things left and right. No, here. no, this is good. This all is right, good. All right. Well, Wait. spoiler, Kevin Bacon's in it. Oh. And uh, I'll, I'll just make it quick. It's live action. It's the cast. Uh, and it is basically, it felt very much like an 80s Christmas holiday movie. Uh, I'll just There's a reason, I won't tell you. They come to Earth for Christmas. So they're like on Earth at Christmas time. Who's Kevin Bacon playing? pretty awesome. Uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is he really? Okay, okay that's awesome. Uh, the spoiler is, is they come to Earth to get Kevin Bacon to bring him back to Star-Lord because they thought that he would think that's cool. Okay, <laughs> so that's how the movie or the trailer starts. That's amazing. So Star Lord's favorite movie actor is Kevin Bacon, and they kidnap Kevin Bacon to well, bring him Star Lord. Footloose is a great soundtrack. So you can't beat Footloose. No, mm, but uh, so that's yes, that's the setup. Wow, <laughs> no, I, I love it already. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it, it had a great feeling to it. It felt like a classic Christmas fun kind of thing. So I'm looking forward to it big time. And then I guess uh, Gun will do Guardians of Galaxy three. Yep, which I think is next year. And then I guess he's retiring. To obscurity? Uh, you know, that's not exactly what I heard. Not, no? no what's see, what's we, happening? There's some news that broke when we were going to record Positive DC news broke? Uh, that's what I'm going to call it. A okay. very positive DC news. What was it? Well. I uh, thought it was positive, yeah. Uh, James Gunn is pretty much their Kevin Feige now. Yeah. Which is which is so brilliant. So good. So good. And now, he's got so, another guy, too. Uh, what was it again? Peter, Peter Saffron. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with him, It obviously. looks like from reading what I've seen here... It looks like the only thing I can tell here that's big for him is, uh, oh, God. Okay, so uh, the Conjuring films are the big thing in his. And then he did a lot of parodies, uh, Disaster Movie, Meet the Spartans, and Vampire Suck. uh, And something called Super Fast, which looks like a parody of, uh, let's stop looking at Peter Safran. Yeah, Uh, let's focus on Gun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Now, what I was curious was, are they... Going to helm also the uh, the live action and the animation department. Yes. Okay. So that I tell you, I, I think this is a great move for DC simply because I think it gives them a cohesive vision for once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, rather than kind of all these stop starts that they seem to have had, um, and hopefully Gunn can um, can kind of uh, you know maybe pick some different directors to helm some of these projects and uh, get some fresh blood in there and and kind of a. Uh, you know, they don't have to necessarily copy what Disney's done as far as a blueprint toward building toward big films. As a matter of fact, if I was DC, I wouldn't mind if I, they just did a bunch of uh, independent kind of single films. Like if you just gave me, like something like how they did with Joker. If you just gave yeah. me a Solomon Grundy movie or a yeah. Zatanna movie. Don't be Marvel. Don't be Marvel, you know. Um, just, and that was the problem before, like you were saying. They were trying too hard to be Marvel. Too like fast. Rushed way too fast. Yeah. But I think the thing that's brilliant about the James Gunn hiring mm-hmm. is, so the guy, David... Uh, Zasloff, who's uh, chief executive officer and president of Warner Brothers Discovery, one of the first things he did was uh, cancel Batgirl when it was pretty much already a finish. And that kind of, um, I think, made a lot of like probably big name directors and actors that you probably want to work with 
nervous oh, to do business yeah. with Discovery Warner Brothers because who's to say if your film is ever going to see the light of day or it's going to be a tax write-off. Right. But I think bringing James Gunn in gives them a little bit more credibility. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. And I think he's probably showing loyalty to DC because of the loyalty they showed to him when Marvel mm, fired him. Yep. Yeah. They invested in him a little bit. Now they're getting a, getting a return. Yeah. So to speak. One thing I'm excited about with Gunn for what he's going to bring to DC is that, you know, we all know that he's got his edginess, for lack of a better word, but he always manages to bring in so much heart and make you care about the characters mm. at the same time. So he walks those two worlds so well. And I think that's something DC movies have struggled with. They're getting people to connect and really care about those characters. And I, and I think he can really bring, I mean, look what he did with Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people are worried that with him on the helm, everything's going to end up becoming like sarcastic, like the Marvel stuff is. Right, But right. I don't think that's going to be... I hope that he lets whatever directors get paired with whatever film yeah. do their version of it. And I think that's the key is just finding, you know, and like I said, Disney did a great job of that with, you know, getting Ryan Coogler and um, Edgar Wright and, but finding different directors with different visions. So all the movies don't feel the same. They're still coming forward to flash because from what I understand, they did do some reshoots recently with Ezra Miller. They still have Aquaman two, I think coming out in 2023 and Shazam. So it'd be kind of curious to see. I wonder if the reshoots for flash, because there was a rumor of what the ending was going to be in flashpoint. And it was going to basically do away with a lot of the big iconic characters. Right. Right. Um, I imagine that's probably what some of the stuff they had to reshoot. But I wonder if they're now going to use Flashpoint to go in whatever the direction that the gun-helmed uh, stuff is going to go into. Well, now that you mentioned it, Black Adam lies at a very interesting spot in all this transition. Um, I know you guys have seen it. I've not yet, but feel free. I know pretty much. Oh, we're not going to spoil it. But um, um, it lies at an interesting spot because I do know what the big post-credit scene is, which obviously points big time to the future of what's going on. At this point, it's been that's definitely been spoiled. The Rock spoiled it, and... The news broke recently that Henry Cavill, Cavill. Cavill. Um, was uh, basically back as Superman. There had been all the rumblings that he had stepped down, he had left the DC Universe, um, but he is officially all in for the DC Universe now. No, and I, I, to be honest with you, I liked him as Superman. I thought he was, and those movies are flawed, but I don't think they were flawed because of him necessarily. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a great job of what was asked for him. And yeah. I, you know, Brendan Ralph, nothing, nothing against Brendan Ralph, but his, his portrayal is more of a homage to uh, Christopher Reeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the movie was was pretty boring. It was not good. <laughs> but, uh, um, what did but, I hear it referred to as uh, an episode of Will and Grace with cakes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no, yeah, yeah. a good description, yeah. actually. He did get to. Uh, they did do one cool thing on um, the CW. They did one of their um, like crossovers, and they had him come in as the Kingdom Come the, uh, Superman. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. That's which right. was uh, which was pretty cool. I'm excited for him because I think he's finally going to get to play the Superman that he's always wanted. I know that he's had a little frustration in that role playing the the bit of the darker Superman that they've rolled with. Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's a quote that he just had recently on an episode of the Happy Sad Confused podcast. He specifically said, I'm so excited to tell a story with an enormously joyful Superman. And that, that sentence says a lot. Enormously yeah. joyful. So that, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it's because I think some people think... Oh, Superman, it's it's this weird thing because we live in a like kind of like a sarcastic society. Sure. Mm -hmm. And anything like this just comes off as cheesy and people will use, I hate this word, cringe. Mm -hmm. um, but I think 
that, that Superman can exist in this world and do and do well. Well, Marvel did it with Captain America. I mean, that's a tall order. I mean, yeah. times were similar when when they did that with him, and he was a success. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. I do know they did say the Joker is going to be out of whatever continuity Gunn is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I assume Robert Patterson's Batman stuff will be as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, but that doesn't mean at some point they don't later incorporate it into the the greater DC whole. You know, maybe after Pattinson's left the films and they decide they want to um, do a Justice League or something in the future. But, but yeah, yeah, I'd say for the time being, Batman will exist in its own uni- universe. And then of course the Henry Cavill uh, Superman news. Henry Cavill was a little bit more in the news uh, as he has stepped down after season three of The Witcher. Yeah, that got people riled. I did. Uh, the person they picked is probably one of the most blandest people they could pick. Liam, <laughs> is it Hemsworth? Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. Who, he's been in the Hunger Game movies, and that's about it. Um, but uh, there's all of the speculation of Henry Cavill quit because he didn't like the direction the, sh- the show was going into, um, or if he quit because his role as Superman is going to be so much more yeah. like scheduling conflicts now because I think they shoot Witcher in Poland. Um, mm-hmm. and I think they're long seasons, so he probably just had to pick one of the two. Well, is, Superman, obviously, right? Yeah. Uh, over, yeah, overrules Witcher. It's kind of, it's kind of, kind of a bet because, you know, his last experience of Superman probably didn't go as well as he wanted, and he really loves the Witcher universe. Um, but it is weird to me if Netflix didn't have him in a contract more than three years. Because usually television, they, they lock them down for five or six years. Yeah. Maybe being a movie actor, he wanted to leave you know some avenues open, so he wasn't willing to commit. And he's like, "Listen, you know, if you want, if you want to get some Henry Cavill action, you know, you're only getting you're only yeah. getting three years, uh, and uh, take it or leave it." And, I'm sure the CGI artists are, are extremely happy that he's only going to be doing Superman, so they don't have to worry about like digitizing out like any more mustaches. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot oh, about that. Yeah, um, but no, this is really great because typically if we have DC Universe news, like. On the podcast, it's always bad. Mm, um, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. good that DC seems like they're finally uh, turning. I think they also changed the name of their universe to DC Universe, right? It's yep. no longer the DC Cinematic Universe. Is that or was it the extended universe? I think DC EU. But now it's just DC Universe, right? Yep, mm-hmm. they shortened it up. Yeah. yeah, which is nicer. It's like you know, the Facebook is cool, but Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. much better. Um, but speaking of uh, Black Adam, uh, I did get to see it with some friends and also, I don't know what I'm saying, and also Bill and his daughter. Um, <laughs> by the way, um, I'm excited. Uh, Ebit showed me some TikToks with Bill in them, and it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. So I've learned two TikTok dances at this point, <laughs> but I figured that's got to earn me Father of the Month points, right? Oh, i got to get some easy, yeah. Yeah, that's but, one of the great things about you, man. You love your kids. You're always there for your kids. But, um, I, I, I make a promise not to post the, uh, the videos, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not so sure because... Uh, oh, they're she, on TikTok. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that at one point I saw one that had like a couple hundred likes and... Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think she has that many friends. And I can tell you right now, if we ever do a comics exchange TikTok, yeah. those are going to be on. Those are going to be pinned. I'm telling you right <laughs> now, those are going to be pinned. Um, but we did get to see uh, Black Adam. Um, here's the thing: the critics really savaged this movie. Oh yeah, they did not hold back. Um, and is the movie predictable? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I actually enjoyed it what did you think bill so yeah it's it is predictable it's one of those ones like if you've seen a superhero film you can kind of predict how it's going to go and the redemption arc 
But yeah, if you're a fan of The Rock, okay, and you enjoy good action, and yeah. um, you know, and if you're a fan of um, you know, mythology, uh, it, it ties into all this stuff, and um, and and there's a great twist that at the end that oh yeah yeah, and uh, um, I think they did well with the JSA characters. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to see their portrayal of uh, I guess it was Adam Smasher. Yeah. And, I like Dr. Fate, especially Pierce Brosnan, I thought. He did was, great. It was um, fantastic. And it's cool, too, that they did Adam Smasher as a legacy character. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. they kept hmm. like there was a former Adam Smasher. Hmm. Uh, it's a great casting of who is the former Adam, Adam Smasher. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I liked, um, I liked also the hints that they did to Hawkman with his reincarnation power when he was like, I'm not scared to die. Right. Um, hmm. I, I thought it was great. And the twist... Really got me. I didn't. I didn't see the twist coming. So the twist, I didn't see coming either. And like I said, everything else was predictable up until the very end. And then there's a great twist at the end. Yeah. And it, um, it definitely leaves it open for. And, and I think DC did, didn't they say that they're spending a lot of their future cinematic properties off of Black Adam? That's like what they said. Yeah. It's going to kind of determine the pathway for the future of their uh, movies. I did read that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they're definitely setting up because like everybody has known now that Henry Cavill shows up. Um, they're definitely setting up something with um, Superman and Black Adam, which would be super cool. Yeah. 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 I, I really dug it. Um, no. Yeah, what you guys are saying is pretty much what I'm seeing on the internet. Uh, critics were harsh to it, but everyone that went to see it's like, oh, no, it's pretty good. It's all right. No one's saying that it's incredible, but people seem to like it. So there seems to be a disconnect with the critics well, and the uh, viewers in this one. And I think there's always been a certain percentage of critics that are disdainful of comic book films. Mm, yeah, mm. fair. That yeah, either yeah, yeah. they feel that they squeeze out like legitimate cinema from the, the you know yeah. from by the box office, or they feel that you know it's it's lowbrow cinema. So I never, when I look at a comic book movie, I never take the critic score as like gospel. Yeah. I take the fan score at, at a higher priority because the fans to me aren't quite as biased. Sometimes, I mean, you also unfortunately still get the. Uh, the ones that review bomb stuff. So there is that. So yeah, you do have to be careful for that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah yeah overall I, I trust the fans more. But it was one of those things I I, did, I went in there I'm like you know I'm gonna see this because we have a podcast and I wanted to talk about it of course, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised and oh and so for the first <laughs> time oh I'm hinting uh, and, and, and and for the first time I didn't feel like the Rock was playing the Rock. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. I did not feel like the it's still not the best moment in the Rock's uh, the hmm. best. Rock moment any cinematic movie is the Fast and the Furious movie where he's in the cast and he learns he's got to go help his family and he flexes and his <laughs> his cast explodes. <laughs> That's the greatest rock scene ever. Um, but no, The Rock did really well in this. Um, and you probably heard me rough, yeah, rifling yeah. about here. We did have a um, a contest. Right. So we are going to live on the podcast. We're going to um, draw a name. Wow. This is exciting. Yeah, it this is. is. And, and I'm going to read it because my handwriting is horrible. So and, the, and the prize was, remind me, what was the... Uh... Uh, $25 gift card. Um, they can pick Regal or AMC, okay. depending upon their... Uh, which, one would you, which, which one would you choose, Ryan? I always go Regal. I like the um, the Westtown Mall, um, the theater there. I'm, I'm most comfortable at that theater. So, um, so Ron had his birthday party at the... It was the Swanky Theater, what I call the... Uh, where they serve uh, they serve you dinner. Ooh la yeah, la. Yeah, yes, yeah. and the seats recline. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was horrible, though, because we were going to go to Brazero. I'm, I'm super fancy, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were going to Brazero's afterwards, so I didn't eat anything. No, the, and... the, the premise of Brazero's, what is it again? You, it's my... a Brazilian steakhouse. So yeah. basically, you have a card that's either 
a green or red and you flip it over when you want meats and basically <laughs> servers are going back and forth with like 12 or 13 different cuts of meat it's kind of like the scene in um beauty and the beast be our guest but yes. instead of the gray stuff it's just the meats it's all meats um, like what kind of meats do they have it was like little baby chickens right they, they have little the, tiny chickens they have the chickens with the bacon wrapped around they have all cuts of like uh, <laughs> what? they have all cuts of steak they have ribeye they have um lamb chops uh lamb um it's quality food it's, and, and they, it's, they just keep bringing it to you until you tell them to stop right yeah 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 you're, see this sounds like a setup for a horror movie this is yeah, just your plate looks like what i guess the victims from terrifier oh, at the end God. of it oh. um and then you also have a salad bar but that's a fool's game yeah the salad yeah. Bar, it's a rookie move <laughs> yeah yeah it's a rookie move yeah. um then you have some sides like uh, mashed potatoes plantains yeah and i can't i, I can't remember yeah. what the third one is there's a third dish um it's super quality and um I go with my friends, and they kind of know the owners. They go there all the time. Nice. And the owners seem super, super nice. Um, yeah. It's quality meat. Uh, yeah, I really like it. It's just if you go, expect to spend some money because it's a little expensive. So when you say a little expensive, how much? Oh, my God. I, okay. Uh, how everybody, much you if you're driving right now, please stop your car. Um, I felt bad afterwards, but, you know. Just I, yours. Like, just just okay. Ron Shipley's meal. How much would you be looking Mine at? Mine was $81. Ooh. Now, is that yeah, before well, the tip or after the tip? That was after the tip. They do. Okay. They, 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 they uh, include the tip in 20%. Um, but I did get a free uh, piece of key, uh, key lime pie. Oh, well, oh, yeah. That's with, a really yeah. Nice, uh, with a really nice crust. That's worth at least a dollar. For Zeros, if you're listening, we do offer sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> Your sponsorship could be Feed Us. Could be paid in gift cards. All right, so we got distracted there. All right, let's uh, pick a name. All right, so we're picking this name. All right, this is for a $25 gift card. Let me put in a little drum roll right here. All right. That's a great drum roll. <laughs> okay, Ed McDonald. Ed, Ed McDonald. Mc, Ed McDonald. Okay. Okay. Congratulations, Ed. Yep. Yeah, you're going to see. Uh, well, I guess does he, he didn't have to see Black <laughs> no, Adam, no, right? No, no, we're not going to. We're not him. making him see. He can see <laughs> yeah. any movie he wants. So what we'll do is Ed, uh, Ryan, me. I'll reach out to you um, online uh, on Facebook, uh, and just uh, then send you like the digital copy. So round of applause awesome. for Ed McDonald. Congratulations, yeah. Ed. Woo! I expect a prompt movie review. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. See one of your favorite customers? Oh, we love Ed. Okay, cool. Yeah, of course. No bias, though. No, no. I mean, that was completely on the up and up. Right now, Corey Martinez is oh, sad. Oh, no, Corey. And his birthday was this Friday, and he really wanted this. But He, he was kind of implying he wanted you to fix it a little bit. Yeah, like, he did kind of want... You know, we'll discuss it when he comes on the like podcast. A little, like a little McDonald's Monopoly yeah, kind here's of thing, the thing. going on. Mm. Yeah. We're, we're honest here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're honest. It's an um, honest exchange. But yeah, so all that DC news, I guess there's really no Marvel news. There's a little bit. What? Oh, oh yeah, newsy like news. Was, yeah. What's the big Marvel news? Uh, well, it looks like they're going to be spinning um, a show out of WandaVision. They're going to be doing what's called Vision Quest, which is the name of a classic uh, Vision story involving the White Vision. So that matches up. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. And they've also um, cast Wonder Man, which you would think would tie into that loosely. I mean, obviously, they've diverged from the original path of Vision. Uh, what with the original Vision being based off of Wonder Man. Right. Uh, yeah. For those out there in that, um, that deep cut. Uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II. Oh, one, 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 one more time. Yahya Abdul Mateen II. All right. Uh, I apologize if we, if we mispronounced Where that. would I know Yahya from? Um, the, uh, he was in Aquaman. He played uh, Black Manta. Oh, yeah. Black Manta, that's right. Okay. Yeah. And he was just in um, a decent Michael Bay movie, which is hard to say. Cool. Um, <laughs> Ambulance. 
He plays uh, the lead, uh, second lead to Jake Gyllenhaal. Hmm. He's also in Candyman. Oh, he was in Watchmen. Who was he in Watchmen? Was he, he was the... Cal Abar? Was that the? Was that uh, Doctor Manhattan? You just spoiled it for oh, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think he was great yeah. actor. He was in Us as well. I, I, wow. think, I think he was the dad in Us. Okay. Um, hey, I loved HBO Watchmen. I thought it was fantastic. I'm just I th- it it's really. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend it. Alan Moore is crazy for, for his. Well, stuff. but but the previous Watchmen prequel stuff had been pretty bogus. Oh, it yeah. was. Yeah, the yeah, comics. Yeah. I mean, there was a few good ones, but for the most part, they were kind of lame. So he. Mm-hmm. He was kind of once bitten, twice shy. And I think he might have expected this was an adaptation, and it's not an adaptation no. at all. It's a clear sequel. No, yeah. absolutely. I hope they do the Wonder Woman of the early 90s comic book. Oh. Yeah. Well, we got, yeah, some, cool, we got some drag drag racing going outside. The comics has changed. Late at night, that's what happens here. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, I do hope they tie him into the Vision Quest. Yeah, you'd think they would, especially with the timing of the announcement. Do you think in the Vision Quest 2 they'll use that as a kind of way to maybe save um, Scarlet Witch? Uh, you, you would think you might see a return in that. It would be odd if not. Because I would love for her to get some kind of redemption. Yep, yep, yep. I can see it. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of stuff. But then again, we never know when any of this stuff's coming out because Marvel keeps like... Yeah, shuffling the deck. Yeah, we're not even sure now. when I know Blade has a new release date, but it seems more and more likely that maybe Blade is not happening. Well, they've got Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night to kind of lead the charge on that that side so of the Marvel good. stuff. So that was so good. Oh, and by the way, do some more. <laughs> sound effects there. We did. Uh, this is something we're going to start trying to do, like every episode, every two episodes. So if you have uh, any questions that you want to ask us, um, send it to um, the private messages through the Facebook or the Instagram, or you can send it to mine or Mike's uh, personal or Bill's. And we'll answer your question on the show. Yeah. Um, we have two questions from uh, Stephen Hawquist. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we apologize, hey. Stephen, if uh, we didn't get your name right. Yeah. Bill. We're, we're, ter- you... we're terrible with names here, we by are, the way. We are terrible, terrible at pronouncing names. Uh, so his first question, I think, it's, I think these are two interesting questions. Yeah. Um, I grew up on the X-Men show and collecting the cards. I didn't get into comics until about six months ago. Is there any reason cards aren't more valuable the, so I'm assuming you talk about the comic cards from the '90s, probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's, they were very popular in the '90s, and uh, you couldn't walk into a comic store and not see boxes of cards. Oh yeah. Um, however, like everything else in the early '90s, they were overproduced. Mm-hmm. So the comics were overproduced, the cards were overproduced, the action figures were overproduced, and um, so unfortunately, even though the cards were, they had some phenomenal art. You know, I remember the Fleer Masterpiece set, Mike. You probably remember those. Oh yeah, they absolutely. Had the Hildebrandt Brothers mm-hmm. and. Um, so even though the cards were high quality and were well made, uh, unfortunately they just they made so many of them. Yeah. But uh, but now I still have people that come in the store today and still they're still looking for, you know, um, subset cards or chase cards uh, to finish those sets from like 1992, huh. 1991. I'd love to have a couple of those. I did back in the day. I don't I don't really what happened to them. But there's like like that Jim Lee set in particular. The I'd Jim love Lee to have set that. was yeah oh, it was um, great. I actually have this. I don't think you got. I got it off Amazon. So I don't mm-hmm. think you ever got copies in here mm-hmm. um they just released the la- three months ago a uh, book that has all the x-men jim lee cards printed oh, inside I do remember with that like now. um little like story captions about like the cars and everything right and it actually comes with 10 actual cards oh that's a great idea oh, that was yeah cool. it's super cool but i think you're right uh, i guess it's just like they just overproduced them 
So yeah, they just they've made so many of them that in the when you get into the law of supply and demand, uh, that supply is so high that you know the demand uh, it, it's hard for it to outstrip the supply. Yeah, he asked also why haven't we seen a Marvel style Magic the Gathering or Pokemon style card game? And I would say wait till my recommendation later. Oh, oh I know so, what, you're, I know like what you're recommending. Yeah, yeah so yeah. so we'll we'll go to that. Uh, his other question was. How much does reading a comic carefully with washed hands and not leaving any dents or nicks or anything reduce its CG uh, C grade? Hmm. If you get it clean and pressed, it seems like it wouldn't matter much, but I can't seem to tell. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a... So when it comes to condition of comics, and it's kind of weird to even think like this, but sometimes your hands can be completely clean and just the oil from your fingers mm. can affect the, the cover. You know, it'll leave like little circles or little stains or... Um, I remember one time in particular, I, I was over at my friend Jim's house. We were playing basketball, and I, his basketball his basketball court was in his drive. It was his, basically his driveway. Yeah. And so his driveway was asphalt, and we were playing basketball. And uh, we come inside, and he has a, a copy of DC Zero Hour, which is completely white cover, like Zero Hour number oh, Zero. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> and so I go to pick it up, and I start to reading it, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and um, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Look at the cover, dude." And I look at the cover, and it looked like I'd been fingerprinted on this book. Oh, oh no! Like I'd been booked. Yeah, just where I, I, I'd been outside. I didn't even think yeah. about uh, my fingers being dirty from the uh, the asphalt. You're outside. worse than Hawk. And uh, <laughs> and so I just I mangled his book, and I I, I can't remember. I don't. I, he may have made me replace it. I forget now. I'm sure he did. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I've always been ever since that time. I've always been conscious about my making sure that if I pick up someone's book or even my books, that yeah, that my hands are clean and. Um, and you know, when I get customers here in the store, you know, they don't want to see me, you know, eating like a, a hamburger and then I, <laughs> and then I go pick up their hand, you know, their comic yeah, book. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's pretty important that, you know, if you are concerned with condition, now, if you're not concerned with condition, then, then more power to you do whatever you want to do with the book. Um, yeah. you know, uh, but for, for the ones that do care, yeah, you want to make sure that you, you've washed your hands or that they're at least clean. His yeah. follow-up question on it, yeah. Stephen's got a lot of questions. <laughs> he wants to know, have you ever seen a comic that had been read, graded 9.8 or higher? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, the thing with reading a comic, you can read a comic and still keep it in the same condition as before you read it, mm. uh, as long as you're just careful about, you know, kind of like how you handle the comic and... How you, you don't want to open it too wide, and there's lots of little, little kind of little things, but but yeah, absolutely, you can you can keep it in, in nice shape, and um, you know some people they uh, they buy two copies and they'll buy like a reader copy, mm-hmm. and then they have a copy that they send in and get graded. Um, you have one guy that buys three copies of Amazing every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know if he gets any of them graded, but yeah, for people like that, they can uh, they have one to read and then one to put back and one to get graded or. So for me, one thing I've always noticed, uh, it caused me to start holding things open handed by the spine is that there's always this potential when you open a comic that in the far right hand side on the front near the middle, you can always get this little nicky little fold in it. It's hard to describe, Mm -hmm. but if you're out there, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. It's this little fold that'll just clip right there in the middle near the right on the front cover if you just open it the wrong way. So I always do it on the spine open handed. Yeah. Yeah. No. And and, and like I said, everybody's different when, um, when I was in college. As a matter of fact, I had um, I had two uh, two roommates, and um, we we had this brilliant idea that we would co-op comics. <laughs> so what I so what our idea was this is this is this is this is college education at work. Our idea was if each week if one of us bought the comics that we and we all read the comics that we were only spending one third of the money 
and we're getting three times the comics to Boom. read. There it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, which was a great plan. Yeah. However, me and Jim were very careful with the comics. Uh-oh. Jack, on the other hand. Jack. We would uh, we'd go in the bedroom to get the X-Men to read from Jack. Yeah. And Jack would have fallen asleep, and he's laying on top of the <laughs> X-Men comic. You know, his head's like on the, on the book. Or we'd come in, and Jack would be in the living room watching TV. And the X Men comic would be folded over like a newspaper, what? And, and he'd be and, and he'd have a drink on top of it, like a co- oh, like no. a coaster. And he's and, eating uh, lasagna. And just yeah, and so you know he didn't have any respect for the comic. Like Jack was one of these guys that he just wanted the story in his head. Jack was a wild card. So you never could tell, and that was the problem <laughs> with Jack. And so uh, and so we went to um, and this was the other problem uh, is that when everybody went their own way and we had the the, the divorce and we had to split the comics in the divorce. <laughs> um, Nobody wanted the Jack books, man, because Jack had, mm, yep. yeah, he didn't take care of any of his comics. They were all messed up. Damaged goods. Wow. So, yeah, Jack. so, um, so that just, it just displays the fact that it kind of illustrates the point that not everybody has the same respect for the keeping <laughs> the comic in, in, in mint condition. Like me. Don't lend me a comic book. So, yeah, yeah, if you, if you really run a comic, it's going to be well-loved. It's going to be well-loved. I, I kind of regret, because I used to take, um, comics to work when I worked at uh, US Cellular and we had like a row and I would read the book and then pass it down to the next person mm-hmm. and I did that with Walking Dead uh, from the beginning books <laughs> so I kind of regret that now yeah. Um, but yeah uh, comics are supposed to be loved but yeah. yeah that was a great listener question it was and hopefully no. we'll have more uh, quality ones like that maybe we can do a whole episode of uh, where we take nothing but uh, like listener questions and um, I'm excited for that. I yeah. can't wait to hear what some of our uh, our, our meaning of life. Yep, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot. That's how did we, we, yeah. we all get here. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. of the yeah, some of the deeper questions. We're yeah, looking forward it, to answering those for you. Episode, yeah. So yeah, we'll um, probably uh, post something about it when it gets closer to that um, yeah. to that episode. And uh, yeah, so if you have a question, uh, you'll be able to send it to us that that way. I guess you could come in and tell Bill the question. But as soon as you do it, drop a smoke bomb and skitter away before he gives you the answer. I might answer it on (laughs) the spot, dude. Um, But yeah, we'll figure it out, and uh, I think that's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I guess it's uh, time for Book of the Week. Book of the Week. I like that sound. We I thought we've needed stuff for so we can start on Book of the Week, Book of the Week, Book of the Week. (laughs) Maybe not that one. Okay. (laughs) You know what? That's hurtful. Uh, I'm just trying to be creative here. I thought this was a safe space. Yes. I, uh, who wants to go first? How about old bloodstained teeth from Image, huh? That's what I'm going to go with. Number six, I believe it is. Yes, number six. Okay. Uh, bloodstained teeth is awesome. It's a great Halloween recommendation, too. Yes, it's a vampire story, but they do some clever stuff with it, and the art is phenomenal. It's just got this, like, pop art style kind of printed look to it, like right. an old printing press. Everything is really neon, and the twist of the story is really cool. I won't get into it, but um, Bloodstained Teeth, that one's going to be uh, Christian Ward is the writer. This episode, episode, why do, does anyone do Am I the only one that does that? I do it all the time. Oh, my Lord. All the issue time. is uh, guest art by Mark Mack. I am just a mess today. See, this is what my whole day has been like. <laughs> Mack Chatter. Mark Chatter's the guest artist on this one. So Bloodstained Teeth number six, good inspired stuff. It's a little behind the scenes uh, thing here. Uh, Right before we started recording tonight, one of the um, microphones started, like, sounding like it was speaking in tongues. It was insane. So uh, Mike had to drive all the way home, get into the mic and come back. So uh, Dedication. Yeah, dedication Mm, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to go with Deadpool number one. I think this is the first Deadpool ongoing series in a while. Hmm. Um, Alyssa Wong... Um, who did uh, Dr. Afra and Iron Fist. 
an artist, Mark Martin uh, Coca-Cola, um, who just did Banner of War. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that um, was the Hulk Thor crossover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think this uh, hopefully will be fun. Uh, Deadpool books are are usually fun. Like I loved I loved the last uh, run with Chris Bocello on the artwork. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, expecting big things out of that. Cool. Oh, it's Deadpool's always an exciting read too because uh, I like the mix of humor and um, and violence. It's yeah. just and the movies portray it so well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. it's hard to get across, but I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go in the Batman universe, and I'm going to go with uh, a new book called Batman and Joker Deadly Duo, number one. Um, and I can't remember. Maybe I have read a previous book where Batman and Joker teamed up, but if so, I can't remember right now. But um, that's pretty much the premise behind this one is that there seem to be some uh, some fake Jokers out there running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally some fake jokers copyright infringement and uh correct and joker uh he wants to get uh some some vengeance on uh, the posers yeah so anyway batman you know he realizes these jokers aren't quite the the, the real joker and uh so he has to team up with the uh, the real joker to take down the fake jokers and it's a, a limited series right so yes the cool thing is that um and it's always interesting when you have a comic book artist that tries to write a comic book. Okay. But this one's uh, Mark Silvestri, who was one of the oh yeah, who was one of the co-founders at Image. Okay. Wow, um, I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, yeah, kind of made his name on X Men books back in the day with the story yep. with the Marauders and so good that um, uh, Wolverine on the cross. That's his, yeah, yep. his cover. But uh, so he actually writes and draws this book. Uh, so, it, like I said, it's kind of a, a crapshoot when an artist decides he wants to write a comic, and so I wasn't sure going in how good it was going to be. I knew the art would be phenomenal, which the art is phenomenal, by the way. But, yeah. Uh, but I was curious about the story, and and even though it's it's kind of like the typical, uh, hey, we have to team up to to defeat the greater evil. Um, it still kind of hooks you, and like I said, it's something that you're not positive you've seen before as far as Batman teaming up with Joker. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, some big books this week and next week and the week after just oh yeah it's, it's a good be... time to be a comic fan yeah yeah all the way through Christmas it looks like yeah um, even yeah. though we're not going to be doing an episode next week just so everybody knows next week is the 30th anniversary of the death of Superman and Wildcats Ooh. number one yeah. and Spider-Man uh, sequel to The Last Hunt yeah 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 Craven The Last Hunt I would so, like to touch on the death of Superman. Kind of where we were all in our lives at that time, if we remember it. I mean, it was a huge deal. So, I, yeah, that'll be cool to talk about on the next yeah. one. We'll do it, yeah. yeah. Um, that was one of the first books I remember that got huge mainstream press. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was the first book at school. I remember kids actually asking me to look at without with them not being sarcastic Ooh. and hurtful. <laughs> 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 Just trying to, you really want to be it, my friend it, now? It, it felt good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so for um, recommendations, yeah. I'm going to recommend a game called Marvel Snap. Aha, there it, it is. is uh, um, uh, it's on iOS and Android. Uh, it's essentially, um, it's by two of the guys who did this game called Hearthstone. Um, it's essentially, it's a card game. Um, you have three locations. You're trying to win two out of the three. Um, you get the Marvel, you get the cards, and each card has a power and has power totals, and you're trying to get more totals than the other person two out of three uh of the locations the locations have powers too like for instance one is bar sinister and it clones your your other cards uh one is asgard and on the fourth tug first fourth turn uh two people come to help you the um all the cards have powers like 
Um, Mr. Fantastic, you can put him, if you put him in the middle location, he stretches his arms out and gives you points at all three. Um, wow, it's cool. super fun. The cards are gorgeous. They have like um, like animation that you can get on the cards. Uh, tons of variant cards. I wish they would give the creators, um, like give them props on it of who did it because like Scotty Young has a ton of baby variant uh, cards that you can collect in this game. Hmm. Um Super fun, and it. But if you're a fan of Magic: The Gathering or any kind of card game like that, I think you'll love it. Uh, my friend Boston is like just going crazy about it. Now this is digital only, though, right? This is not physical cards. It's yeah, it's not physical cards. Okay. Um, I have never played a card game. Like I've always been intimidated by Magic: The Gathering and all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I felt that this one was easy to pick up, nice. and they do a good job of only letting you play against computer opponents for a while. Ah. Um. The only complaint I have to get the variants, um, you have to use gold bars. That's the currency in the game. And the gold bars are really, I think, overpriced for what you get. But at least that's just cosmetic, right? It's cosmetic, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's super fun. It's quick. Uh, each It's six rounds. You have a deck of 12 cards. Um, oh, that sounds great. I know my buddy plays, and he says the games are relatively short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that you uh, can play like a game in like three minutes. Oh, wow. Done, done in a snap. Yeah. Marvel Snap for iOS, Android, and I think you may be able to get it on the PC. Huh. All right. Yep. Uh, you? What do you have? I'm going to go with uh, Chainsaw Man. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. It's a new anime. Well, see, it's anime. It's anime. Is it? Is that how you pronounce that? Is I'm it really? Just, I've always been saying anime. I call it yeah. Aunt May. Aunt May. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's a way. But <laughs> it's, it's one of those two my whole life growing up. It's yeah. been manga and anime. That's not how it's said. It's manga and anime. But, you know, that's the Japanese pronunciation. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm torn between two worlds now. I think I'm supposed to say anime. But then I kind of feel weird if I do. But then if I say anime, I'm like, well, I kind of feel weird saying that. So I don't know. I'm going to stick with anime for now. Okay. Or am I going to stick with anime? I don't know. Anyway, Chainsaw Man is what I'm getting at here. And it's great. It feels like the classic uh, anime that I used to watch when I was younger in the late 80s, early 90s. It's really violent, but it's got a lot of heart and soul to it. You care about the characters. Uh, the art is spectacular. It's apparently very beloved manga. I, I didn't really hear all that much about it till before the show, but apparently it is huge in Japan. Hmm. And I'm watching it live cast on Crunchyroll right now. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Check it out. Oh, okay. Chainsaw Man. I um, think that Aunt May is also on Hulu. Um, I'm going to go with a, um, a new Cormac McCarthy novel called The Passenger hmm. and Knoxville's own Cormac McCarthy, by the way, oh. who lived, yeah, who lived for a period of time back here behind the store, I think what? on, uh, really? yeah, yeah, I believe on Martin Mill Pike. Can we get him while. on the podcast? Uh, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be a great get. This is his first, cause I believe this is his first new novel in a long time. You know, most people, um, uh, what was the vegan? The Road. Mor- most people know him from the Viggo Mortensen movie, The Road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one's called The Passenger, and um, I haven't read it yet. Shout out to my boy Gary Swafford, who uh, who recommended uh, this one to me. But the premise is uh, a Louisiana man who survives a, uh, a plane crash, and all of a sudden these weird um, these weird men start following him around. There start to be these oh. mysteries of, you know, maybe the plane crash wasn't quite as, uh, uh, as everything as as it was appears to be okay um so anyway uh just one of these kind of a cool and um for cormac mccarthy seems like a little bit more of a departure is doing kind of a little bit more maybe a supernatural mystery or some type mm. of uh uh you know his previous books are a little slower uh more existential yeah this one seems to be a little more action filled but uh but yeah if you're looking for something new to read um cormac mccarthy the passenger awesome yeah 
I think we did it, guys. I think yeah, we crushed it. Another one wrapped up so here. So is that number seven? No, this is number six. Oh, <laughs> I keep forgetting. Yeah, uh, it looks like the list, uh, the checklist is good. Oh. So yeah, yeah, this is a great podcast. Always fun. It's always a pleasure. And we'll be back the week of the 15th for our Thanksgiving special. Why, right? why, live turkey well, dinner yeah i want we're, we're like a sitcom we have the special like this is gonna be close to thanksgiving so we gotta have our big thanksgiving episode very special episode yeah our favorite uh, thanksgiving songs i'll try to wear a turkey outfit it's, it's bill can you bring the turkey uh, they said it's hard to find turkeys this year i'll bring the roll really yeah they said that uh for some reason that uh it's real hard to uh, even like kroger's and places like that that uh, if you haven't have your turkey by now you may, you may not get one they said to start what? looking. At, they said to start looking at hams. Oh no! Yeah. No! Yeah. No! Yeah, yeah. What? You don't like the ham? Uh, no, can't oh, the ham and by the way, um, we're not political here, but definitely yeah. get out and vote. Um, uh, early voting in Knoxville ends this Friday, um, and if you don't make it by uh, Friday, you do just make sure to vote on Tuesday. Yeah, exercise that um, right. That's exercise right. that right. Maybe that's the only exercise you want to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the easiest exercise you're going to do. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to vote to wrap this up. It's been great, but we Black can Adam only do vote. so much. <laughs> the rock, you get what I'm doing there? Yeah. If you smell what the rock is cooking. I'm Mike D. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Bill Langford saying goodnight. Good luck. Well, I don't know. Why are you ending it like that now? I felt like a, like a newscaster. Isn't yeah. that what they do on the news? <laughs> this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Pumpkin scream in the middle of the night. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Everybody make a scene. Trick or treat.